Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. Today I'm speaking with a woman who has been RVing with her husband and up to seven children for more than 10 years. They support their lifestyle through work camping jobs, serving as a virtual assistant, and by operating a mobile RV roofing business. Today's episode is sponsored by The Dreamer's Journey. It's an online course and community produced by Work Camper News. Life is way too short to keep your dreams on hold, so don't be held back by fear because you were designed for more. Get started in the RV lifestyle the right way with this comprehensive guide. For just $29.95 for one year of access, Dreamers have unlimited viewing of 50 plus videos to learn things like what type of RV to buy, goal setting, how to budget for the adventure, developing a positive mindset, setting up a domicile and operating a small business on the road, plus everything about work camping, how to find the right job for you. Each video is 30 to 90 minutes long to give in-depth coverage on every topic. There's no wrong time to get started, so for more information, visit www.rvdreamersjourney.com. Jennifer Scalacci and her family launched on a full-time RVing adventure in July 2013. At the time, they had seven children. Today, five of the children are still in the RV, but now a granddaughter joins them upon occasion. They also travel with three dogs. The family has done all their traveling in a 39-foot fifth wheel. They modified the bunk room to accommodate the five beds and added a day bed to the main living area. It's cozy but comfortable, and the children certainly do not have the obsession with accumulating things that kids in sticks and bricks homes often do. The two oldest kids, who still choose to travel with the family, are 21 and 18, and they help with the businesses. The youngest children are 16, 13, and 11. Jennifer's husband, Frank, is a retired Marine who gets a military pension, which also helps support their travel lifestyle. About nine years ago, he started working with RV roofing companies to add hard coating to traditional RV roofs that offers great protection and makes the roof maintenance free. It also works to stop leaking and damage from falling objects like tree branches. Yet the family has had many work camping jobs over the years, too. In fact, several of the jobs allowed the teenagers to work there as well. The oldest children worked for Amazon when Camper Force program was still in operation. In fact, their son Mike was the youngest work camper to ever participate in Camper Force when he started working there three days after his 18th birthday. Jennifer also works as a virtual assistant for several clients, managing contracts for them, and helping with social media posts. Diversifying income has been the best way for the family to afford the RV lifestyle. To tell us more about her family's RVing and work camping experiences, as well as their businesses, Please welcome Jennifer Scalacci to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Jennifer. I really appreciate the time. And you have been RVing with your family for how long? So we actually launched in July 2013. So we're coming up on our 10-year nomadiversary this summer. A nomadiversary. I love it. (laughs) And how many people are in your traveling party? Currently, there's my husband and I, and then five of our seven kids still travel with us. Although at some point or another, all of them have, along with our granddaughter. 
Oh my goodness. That's got to be a big RV then, or you're really <laughs> efficient in how you allocate your space. So a little bit of both. So we're in a 39 foot fifth wheel. So yes. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. That is tight. So did you have to make any modifications to the fifth wheel to accommodate a family of that size? Yeah. So when my daughter stayed with us a couple of years back, she was pregnant with our granddaughter. So we ended up having at least one person in the living room at that point with my granddaughter. And then we built in a day bed that's since been removed since they've moved out and they're on their own now. But our bunk room is modified to sleep five kids. So we have three bunks on one side and in the slide where you'd normally see bunks, you, there's still the regular two. With five kids, it's a little tighter, but we've built the bunks in so that each kid has their own space. That's cool. So they have a little place that they can call their own, but they're still sharing it with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But they don't hate us too much because my oldest is 21 and he still travels with us. I feel like if it was awful, exactly. I think she'd have moved out by now. <laughs> That's right. It kind of is, it's a good thing for kids to see that because a lot of other kids, all they would do is they're about possessions, get right. as much stuff as they possibly can. And RV full-time living really cures kids of that problem, don't, doesn't it? Oh, for sure. And my kids that have moved out and moved on, they find value in things that are different and experiences. We put a lot of emphasis on those things, but we do each. So each of my boys are gamers. They've actually purchased their own computers over the years and they have their full setups, but they can do it from their beds if they need to, or they have desks during the day that they can access. So how old are your kids? So the oldest ones with us are 21, 18. Both of those are graduated and have chosen to stay with us and travel. And then school age kids, we still have a 16 year old, a 13 year old and an 11 year old. And are they all boys? No. Okay. Mary Rachel is, she's 16. We have two girls and five boys total. So it's four boys. We're, the girls are definitely outnumbered right now. <laughs> so, Did you include a pet with that? We actually travel with three dogs. So yeah, we have a pug, pug collection. So we have one that's half French bulldog and half pug. And one that's a puggle, half pug and half beagle. But two of those dogs are supposed to move out with my kids. We'll see. We'll see. I've heard that story. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So how do you support yourself on the road? Do you do work camping jobs or do you run a business? So we do a little bit of both. First of all, my husband's a retired Marine. So he retired in 2012. We bought a house in California and thought that's where we would call home. And life changed. You know how that works. Mm -hmm. And so I actually said I would never like over my dead body ever travel like this. And it was a complete change of heart. And I say it was a God change because only God could have changed my heart on this one. But so making money on the road, our first year we lived just off his retirement, which was hard. Um, we bought a thousand trails membership and made that work, but it wasn't a lot of fun. So my husband got into the RV roofing industry about nine years ago now, and he helped run several companies over the years with RV roofing. Some of them we parted ways just because of personal issues. But so we do that and we have work camped. In 2016, we work camped with my son, Justin, who's moved out now in California. Justin and I became a team. And you have to, like, if you're a family out there work camping, you really have to find the places that will hire you and your family like that. 
because not all of them want to. Then Micah and I have done Amazon Camper Force, which we're sad to see that program go because it was a great way for the boys to make money. In fact, that was in the plans for this fall with Micah and Hezekiah to actually make plans to do Amazon together. And we may still do that. We'll just do it differently, obviously, with the program gone. But Mike is a shoe-in because he's worked Camper Force twice. He was actually the youngest Camper Force employee ever because Kelly helped get him the job. He turned 18 three days after he started. Wow. <laughs> no, before he started. Three days before he started. So just before he started, he turned 18. Okay. And then we were camped up in Yellowstone last summer at a KOA. And that was a good experience. It was different, but they hired three, three of my kids. So even the 15-year-old could work in Montana. So that was important. And then I had to work too. And then I've been subcontracting, doing everything from social media for companies over the years to doing contracts for a company for the last three years, writing and helping find installers for a nationwide RV roofing company. So it keeps us busy. We diversified our income because we learned that that was the best way to do it early on. So even when some some form dries up, we always have something to go to. And work camping is something we do by choice. And there has to be a lot of factors involved for us to take a work camping job because obviously everybody has to like the location and they have to want to hire teenagers. So some people that I've talked to really like the idea of a family coming in because they get so many people working for the organization with from one RV spot, basically. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, there were four of us last year. And the campground we worked at last summer, they basically said it's a blessing and a curse. They say it's a blessing because they don't put two people on the same location at that particular campground, just in case you do leave early. For example, Micah worked maintenance. I worked the front desk. Hezekiah worked in cooking. And Mary Rachel worked out at the bikes. So they were four different, very different roles at the campground because the campground had someone in previous years have a family of four that worked there and they were all put in the same position. And that same year, they had no housekeeping team when they left early. It's something to consider if you're going is that you're willing to be there for the whole season. We have never not completed a season and you don't always love where you are. But I think that you just buckle down and do it because you've made a commitment. That's a very good way to put that. It's a commitment that you've made and they're relying on you. And Absolutely. Some work campers don't realize how important work campers are to the success of a business. And to have a team of housekeepers leave in the middle of the season can be a real problem. Oh, yeah. And finding a new one that's actually going to show up and do what you did is sometimes harder. And I think that that's As far as work camping with a family, I think that teaching our kids that if you're going to make a commitment to follow through on it, I think that's been a good life lesson for most of my children as they've grown up. That's another good way to put that. You had mentioned that you were pulled into the RV and work camping lifestyle kicking and screaming. (laughs) What was the motivation for you guys doing this? When Frank actually brought this idea to me, it was seven years before she retired from the Marine Corps. And he was like, yeah, we should buy an RV. We should. And I was like, nope, we should not. And it's a God story. I don't know if I'm allowed to share those here. Okay. So it's one of those things where we had worked in youth ministry for many years. And we were working at the time. He was stationed in Camp Pendleton when he approached me 
about it the last time. And we had just gotten out of the Marine Corps and I had driven down because my daughter had my oldest daughter, who was 17 or 18 at the time, had a senior weekend down there. And I was the coach for the girls for that age group. And I got down there and I'm driving home and I felt like God was just saying, I had been pushing for Frank to go back to Oceanside because I loved California and I loved Oceanside. Mm -hmm. And I got home and I walked in and I covered my mouth when I said it. And I said, I think we're supposed to go on the road full time in an RV. And he said, I've been waiting seven years for you to say that. And so within a week, he'd sold our TV because he said it was our biggest distraction. And 90 days later, we were on the road full time. So it was a whirlwind process. And we've been doing it ever since. So I guess it's worked out okay for us. And the longest we've ever stayed anywhere is last summer when we were camped up in Yellowstone. The kids were okay with going on the road full time? The youngest at the time was one. My daughter was 18, said, love you, mean it, see you, bye. (laughs) And she moved out. That was a big transition. She spent four years away and then came home when she was pregnant. But I think that the kids have had lots of great experiences. We are very intentional with friendships. So a lot of my winter, we don't work camp in the winter ever because it's very much dedicated to the kids being able to connect with their friends. And so all of our plans are usually written by summer of where we're headed for winter so that the kids can have those connections the entire winter. Because, you know, community is just as important on the road. One of the biggest downfalls to bringing kids on the RV lifestyle is people fear that they're not going to be socialized and get enough opportunity to interact with other kids. What do you say to that? I think that may have been more true in 2013 when we launched, but we're charter members of full-time families. We're number 36, so we've been around a couple days. There's only 50 of charter families out there, and I don't think hardly any of them are still on the road. We are part of a group called Republic of Nomads. That's a newer group, but it's a great group. We're also escapees members and just recently did the escapade. And we, the older kids volunteered there at Kidscapade and hung out with the Thomas family. And so there's some very long-term friendships because the Thomas family goes back to, my older boys went to balloon camp with their kids back in 2017. And so I think that you have to find your people, but I think it's more than just finding them. It's being willing to drop what you saw with your travel plans and do things with other people. And sometimes that's where the beauty in this lifestyle became for us was just that relationship and letting that foster and grow our travel plans. So a lot of times that's what ends up happening is we end up dropping what we thought we were going to do and make sure that we have connections. Now, you had mentioned that you are installing RV roofs or your husband is doing that or repairing them. Do you find work camping jobs and then go there and look for roofing jobs on the side? Or do you travel to go to a specific roofing job? Does that so that's sense? a great, yeah, that's a great question, actually. My husband worked for a nationwide RV roofing company for about six years. And they hit him with an NDA several years back. And he, he basically said no, because it affected our children. And so another roofing company that had been around a lot longer scooped us up right away. And uh, Scott Christian is a good friend of ours now, but we've been doing independent contract work for him for the last three years. So he owns RV Roofing Solutions. It's one of the nation's probably oldest RV roofing aftermarket companies out there. And the installers come to you. So 
I basically do everything from managing the web leads, sales, calls, installer schedules, that sort of thing. And then, so I can do everything remotely, which is really nice. And then Frank does installs and he does a lot of his bookkeeping for him. The, and he's the, he's like the technical guy that the guys go to when they need troubleshooting on something that's above their head. But all of our guys are independent contractors, but they're also mobile RV techs. Most of our guys have five years in the industry. So between us, we keep very busy (laughs) and we end up taking a lot of the jobs that the guys maybe aren't in a position to do or can't get to. A lot of times that becomes our schedule for the summer season. Okay. So the, the jobs are spread out far enough and, but within a relatively close area that you could spend time in one area for a while and do a bunch of jobs. Yeah. And I actually do all the advertising for installers. So if they tell me, hey, I want to spend time up in the Pacific Northwest this summer or hey, I'd like, so I put Google advertising together, Facebook advertising together. And then I'm in all the RV groups doing social media, not just for our business, but that recently things had changed and we, there was a big mess, but it's turned out to be a big blessing in disguise. I think that we will be partnering with RV Roofing Solutions here in the very near future. We're just waiting on paperwork for that. So we'd love to bring it current and into this. My guys are setting up all over the country right now. So it's, ex- it's going to be an exciting year. If somebody were interested in getting into roof installations, are you looking for other installers as well? Always. Yeah, we're always looking for guys that, one, they do need certified mobile technicians. doesn't matter where that certification comes from. We're looking for guys that always have not necessarily roofing experience, but carpentry experience because an RV roof is built very differently than a house roof. And coachability. We coach them and train them as they travel. And when they're on a roof, they always have us to fall back on. We always say that there's three things that are important. One of which is protecting the installer. And that's something Frank and I do very well. Protecting the company, because the company, if it, if it goes under, we can't protect the installer anymore. But also protecting the customer by being honest and having the integrity to stand behind it. So those are the types of installers that we're looking for. We're not looking for guys that think that you can slap something on in a day. Mm-hmm. It's a three-day process and it's really hard work. It, it, we are always on the lookout for new talent out there. I remember when I had a motorhome, I had a roof, new roofs installed on my RV and it was an expense, but it turned out to be one of the best investments because there were absolutely no leaks in the RV right. after that. And RV Roofing Solutions has specialized in aftermarket coatings that are maintenance-free. Just a few other companies out there. It's just everybody else has copied their business model and they've stayed very small. So we're looking to grow it so that Scott can retire and we can help him do that. (laughs) (laughs) Where are you going to spend this summer? That's a good question. I don't know that we have an official plan yet. We have tentative dates all over the place, but I book dates and hope they're going to work out. And we're hoping to make it over to North Carolina to see the grandbaby. She turns six this summer, but officially we don't. Um, I'd asked the kids if they wanted to work camp and go back to Yellowstone. I wanted to go, but they had other plans. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you're not quite sure. You're still old. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Have you faced any challenges on the road? Oh, for sure. You know, who hasn't, especially after 10 years. But 
We lost our engine in 2016 after we'd bought a new to us truck. And we, of course, we lost the engine in California where it was $7,000 more. And that's another God story. But so the money came together to get the truck we currently have. And Frank looked at me and he says, if Paul quit every time he shipwrecked, he'd be, and there wouldn't be gospels. And I said, fair enough. So we're still out here. You're going to face challenges. It's just part of the RV lifestyle, I think. Places, knowing how to find people to get help. There used to be like an RV emergency alliance. I think that the leaders of that group dissolved, but I think that there's tons of Facebook groups out there now that you can at least post that you need help getting somewhere or doing something if you if you break down. I think that my RV resource is a great tool to help find people, mobile installers near you and shops to to fix things. I and and I think that there's I think it's just a bigger network than it used to be because I we can't get reservations if we don't book a couple months in advance now. Where three or four years ago there was no big deal to change your plans. I don't know when I was RVing, it was in 2014 to 2017 full-time. And I was having problems at that point getting campgrounds at the last moment. I basically had to plan a quarter in advance. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the more longer you're out here, the more you do that just to play it safe. We call those just, they're just basic reservations that we put in the system, whether it's in thousand trails or coast to coast, we have several memberships to choose from. We use Harvest Toasts. We use all sorts of things to get across the country. And if you don't want to make those plans yourself, our friend Doug has a business. He runs uh, Learn to RV, but he also has uh, an RV trip maker. So if people are looking for somebody that just want to plan it for you, there's people out there that do that too. That's nice. Of all the places that you've been, what have been your favorites? Yosemite, hands down. Really? It's my favorite national park. I don't know. There's just something about it. I. It's my park. I, people say you'll know your park. Every time I drive into the valley, it takes my breath away. And it doesn't matter if we've done it a dozen times that summer. It's my favorite. Yellowstone was not my favorite in 2019. It was funny when we took that work camping job last winter. The kids were like, oh, we want to work somewhere. And I said, okay. I said, it's got to have geysers. It's got to turn 150 <laughs> years old. And it's got to be in Montana. And they were like, that's one place, mom. Uh-huh. And in 2019, we did a week in Yellowstone and I, it was nice, but I didn't understand all the hype. But last year I fell in love and I, I tell people it was like a slow, steady falling in love because it wasn't like I, it was all at once. It was all the little things that we got to see that so many people don't get to experience in Yellowstone. Spending a season up there, get you the baby bison season and you get to see things you wouldn't normally see. We got to see a moose. We got to see the resident fox that tromps through West Yellowstone on a regular basis. We would go up and we would have dinner in the park, but we would just grab sandwiches from the local sandwich shop and go in in the evenings into the park and just sit somewhere. And while the bison were grazing, grazing, we were sitting there eating dinner. And then the beach. I love the beach. So I think it's kind of trying on wedding dresses when you're younger. The more places you go, the more places you love for different reasons. So it's hard to actually pin one down and say, hey, this is it. But that's great that you're able to be a work camper. That's one of the benefits of being in the RV lifestyle is you get to experience all of these different places. And it's hard sometimes to pick your favorites. 
Absolutely. But that's and ca- you don't have to. <laughs> that's got to be a weird experience, though, to have bison walking by just feet away from where you're having breakfast. Yeah, but don't get out of your car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the stories I could tell you from being at the front desk from last summer are just astronomical. We had one lady that came in one day and she bought all the boxes of animal crackers. And of course, all the animal crackers in Yellowstone are made with animals that are in Yellowstone. And she looked at me and she says, when do they let the bison out in the morning? I'm buying these to go feed them. Oh, no. And I said, please don't. Tourist tossing (laughs) season is about to begin. Yeah, you just don't realize how serious it is till you're like you laugh at all those stories. But the stories are actually real. People really ask those questions. That's right. Does it help that you're a certified technician to be able to keep the RV running? Yeah, for sure. Frank does most of our maintenance from changing out the bearings to obviously roof maintenance when we need it. He's rebuilt our front cap. He's all sorts of things. The possibilities are endless, actually. I think it helps to be handy or have really deep pockets if you're an RVer. Because when things break, sometimes they break in ways that ground you. Or, and sometimes, especially now, I think that the waiting is so long. We had friends in Vegas that lost the engine on their truck and got stranded there for almost eight weeks because just getting the parts was almost impossible. It's definitely a different world after 2020 in terms of accessibility to parts. But I do think that having some hands-on knowledge of all of the basic movement of your RV. And the more people, the bigger that scope gets for people to help you. We have friends that are mobile welders. We just have to be parked close to them for that to help us or something. But they can coach us and tell us the questions to ask of shops and stuff like that when we do break down. Knowing people helps too. Being friendly. I remember somebody saying to me a long time ago, long before BRV, just, to be a friend, you have to be friendly. And so not being afraid to say hi to your neighbor and just being nice to them. And when you see them out walking around, talk to them and just find out where they're from. And I think the RV community is still very open to that, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So that helps too. You've been doing this for a very long time, and I'm sure you've had a lot of things that you have learned through trial and error and through experiences and being around other people. What are advice would you give to people who are considering the RV lifestyle and work camping? Don't give up. Sometimes it's harder than it looks. And a lot of people leave the road after two years. That's about the average that we see families and couples come out on the road is two to three years. They come out and they have a bucket list and they do it all. You don't have to do it all at once. One of the best parts about this lifestyle is that I can go back to Vegas and do different things than I did the last time I was there. Or I can go back to Houston, Texas and do different things than we did the last time we were there. Or maybe that's your favorite place to kayak. So each place is special, unique, and different. The places you really like, take a chance and see if places in that area are work camping, hiring work campers in the area. And not all work camping is the same. Some people look for different things. There's work campers out there that can't make any money. And so there's campgrounds out there that are willing to hire you for just your site. People think that's not fair. I think it's really up to you to make it whatever you want to make it. We look personally for campgrounds that hire for pay and site or a a low site fee. And we don't mind paying for a site fee if it's in the right location, which is what we did last summer. And then the campground we happened to be at last summer, and I don't know 
if it'll be the same this year because it's now going to be a corporate KOA. But we were given back every dollar that we were paid into our site as a bonus just for completing the season. So there's things like that out there that if you ask and they'll tell you up front that if you complete the season, we'll give you your money back for all you. So our site was essentially free for the season. That's a nice perk. Yep. Super. If people were interested in contacting you, either for roofing to find out how to be an installer or just because they want to know how to RV with their kids, how would they get in touch with you? So I have a group for families that are road schooling. It's a Facebook group. It's called Road Schooling Resources. It's about four months old. It's pretty brand new, but I've been road schooling for the last 10 years and homeschooling for 20 plus. So we'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> So that's at Facebook at Road Schooling Resources. I don't have a website up for that yet. I did build a website over at the RadicalAmericanGypsy.com. That's just for anybody. And it's brand new, like a couple weeks old. It's just for travel stories, that sort of thing. And then I work with RV Roofing Solutions. You can submit an inquiry through the website there. It's RVRoofingSolutions.com. You can reach me there. The last thing I do is I do take on a few clients a year that are RV related, and I do a lot of their social media stuff for them. And that's through the RV Business Review. And you can reach me at Gmail at the RV Business Review at gmail.com. Very good. Thank you so much for your time today, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. And I wish you and your family the best of luck for a great and memorable year. Thanks, Greg. I really appreciate you. I enjoyed speaking with Jennifer Scalacci about her family's experiences traveling and work camping together for nearly a decade. They'll be celebrating what they call their nomadiversary in July. Their experiences enhanced the lives of their children in many ways. Not only did they get to see things most other children only read about, but they learned life skills that will help them for many years to come. Must have been loads of fun to be work camping as a family in a place like Yellowstone where nearly everyone had a job. Jennifer and Frank have also set a different example for their children by demonstrating how to make money in businesses of their own. By diversifying their income with a military pension, work camping jobs, Jennifer's business as a virtual assistant, and Frank's business installing RV roofs, they were able to weather just about any financial storm. Frank also trains other work campers to become RV roof installers, which allows them to make money anywhere they'd like to visit. Often, roof installations are scheduled in a way that several can be done in one area. It's like having a work camping job, except the stints are shorter than a full season. Installers work in one area for a few weeks or months before changing locations. Among challenges the family faced, Jennifer discovered she must often make campground reservations months in advance because there are many more RVers today and a lot of campgrounds have more seasonal sites than overnight spaces. She also encouraged work campers to be friendly and reach out to people they meet in campgrounds. Her family has formed several long-lasting relationships that way. Jennifer also enjoys revisiting her favorite places and engaging in different activities than they did in previous trips. Jennifer put her 20 years of homeschooling experience to work by forming a Facebook group to help other families who are road schooling their children. Search for Road Schooling Resources. People can also follow the family's adventures on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Narrow Road Schoolers. If you'd like to schedule a roof installation or learn how to make money doing the installations yourself, visit www.rvroofingsolutions.com. 
To hire Jennifer as a virtual assistant, email her at rvbusinessreview at gmail.com. Today's episode is sponsored by WorkCamper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, WorkCamper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original resource for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, be able to connect with the community of work campers, and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for today's show. Next week, I'll be speaking with the president of an RV supply company that provides unique lithium-ion batteries and solar equipment to give RVers many more options to visit places without needing to be plugged into shore power. I'll have that interview on the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thanks for listening.